This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 150, Stranger on a Quiet Street. When all the thrills have been forgotten of night can call him home And all the dreams that you left stranded Will slowly start to come along I felt it as she slipped away On a Quiet Street is the fifth track on Zoom. On the 2001 Sony Jefflin interview disc, Jefflin said, The real story when I first met Rosie Bella, and we were doing the Wilburys album up in this place called Wilbury Mountain, which is a place not far from here, where we rented a house, a great big house, and um, we set up the studio in the library there, the control room. And she lived like a couple of doors away, and I kept seeing this beautiful girl, and, and Jim Keltner knew her. He'd done some drumming with her. And it was this tiny little quiet street, right at the back of nowhere, on the top of a mountain. And she came in one day and played the piano for us, for the Wilburys. She said she was really scared and all that, because it was like all these Bob Dylan and Tom Petty and George Harrison and everybody. And she played for us, and it was fantastic. Played and sang, and we all were going, woo, fantastic. And I never saw her again for about four or five years, or six years or something. And I met her up in a restaurant, and it reminded me of meeting somebody on a quiet street. And we were both strangers on a quiet street because we didn't know each other. So that was a true story. That's romantic. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And Jeff Lynn meets a stranger on a quiet street with dreadfully dull results. This is Jeff Lynn's origin story about how he met Rosie, his girlfriend at the time, and hopefully the relationship was more exciting than this song. It's okay. (laughs) I don't hate it. It just kind of plods along until it hits the chorus and that pre-chorus stuff, and I like that part. That part has some life to it. There's energy to it, and I like it, and it's really great. And then it goes back to the plotting. I like the moaning cello. You can go straight as you did. Don't always get you there. I think that's a, a nice touch, but otherwise, the song is just there. Pretty much agree, because I was going to say, huh, this isn't that bad of a song, but the thing is, I listened to it just probably about a half an hour ago and it's just slowly slipping 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 <laughs> from my mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's fading away <laughs> slowly my thoughts on it was it sounded like an outtake from tom petty and the heartbreakers a bit yeah a bit i was checking to see if there might have been any heartbreakers on it but no it's all jeff and a woman playing cello that's yeah that's it yeah because i was thinking this sounds a little bit tom petty ish like something Tom Petty would have 
went, ah, this doesn't fit <laughs> on the rest of the album. It can go on the next box set. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really that memorable of a song. And here's my big, huge thing. Songs that I hate. Songs about the woman you met. Songs about how great the woman you met is and how much you love her. Songs about your newborn child. Songs about looking forward to your kids growing up. Yeah. All of those mean, oh God, I have to put up with this. (laughs) Now, songs about women you broke up with, like Sweet Judy Blue Eyes (laughs) from Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Then you get a good song out of it. Women you're stalking, you sometimes get a good song out of it, and so does she once she responds back to you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And other situations where things don't exactly work out. Yeah, but the, oh my god, I'm so in love and I never felt like this in my entire life and I hope I feel like this the rest of my life and I'm looking forward to our life together. Ah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, it's usually followed by a better song after you break up. Yeah, and also, by the way, (laughs) the story of the song is never, I hope we're together forever. It's always, we will be together forever, until the breakup song happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really about what I feel of this. It's not the worst of the I love her songs. It's not really that mushy. No, it's not. But it really doesn't say much either, other than, ah, I met a stranger on a quiet street. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be anybody, especially the way the song goes. It could be anybody. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I looked over the lyrics, and it's like, this is really nonspecific uh, that it's about Rosie or anybody. Could have been like Martha, my dear. It could be about Jeff's dog or pet. Exactly. Of course, I don't think he was going to write a song saying, I met the sweet piece. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I boned her good outside of Wilbury Mansion. Exactly. So I don't, I don't think it was going to go that way. I think this is probably about as personal as Jeff is really going to get. I'm surprised he even said that it was about her. Uh, yeah, I think romance-wise, yeah, I think so. It's about as personal as he gets. I'm also surprised that he actually gave a straight answer about what his song was about. Well, there's that, too. Yes. Yeah. At least this time he didn't scoop out the stranger's eyes and then look through him to see what it looks like through the eyes of a stranger. Looking through the eyes of a stranger. So far, what you said last week, and I didn't think about it until now, is holding up. Uh, this album is like the original cast Star Trek movies. The even number ones are the better songs. And here we are at the fifth song. I wouldn't compare this to Star Trek V. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> it would take a lot worse to compare this to Star Trek V. <laughs> yeah, I'd say this is more like the first Star Trek movie where it just kind of plotted along. And there were little bits where it was kind of, oh, I like that. And then it went back to slow moving, traveling in space in real time. True. Yeah. So um, I wonder what the next generation tracks are going to sound like here. Oh my God, I hope they're better than... The I... patterns are going to kind of fall apart and there's only going to be one good song in the entire last bit of it and then it's going to hit Nemesis, which is just going to be shut the thing off. Yeah, I hope yeah. it does. They're, they're better than the next generation movies. Yep. And then um, we get the reboots. All right. I think... Um, I don't know if I want to go into there because I know there actually are some good songs coming up. 
Okay, so no. nothing like Benedict Cumberbatch playing Khan. Oh my god, no. Okay. You got something to say about Stranger on a Quiet Street, then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Good, hello everybody. It's me, that Dono guy, behind that Xanadu website, and here's my take on that song, Stranger on a Quiet Street. Okay, this is not a bad track, as it tries to break through the album's general muddle. The proof is in the chorus that tries to energize the whole thing with added percussion. Yeah, I know, a touch of knee-slapping, but still, Jeff is being resourceful here. The intro bass riff is a bit of a slow-moving rock cliché, almost sounds like Xanadu, only much slower, but it doesn't rub it in like all right. I'll give this to Jeff. When is a love song not a love song? The answer is buried inside Stranger on a Quiet Street. It is believed that he wrote this after he met Rosie Vila. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yet, instead of another damned love song, Jeff got creative and set up the lyrics depicting the aura of the moment he met her and her supposed mysterious vibe, or at the very least, her aloofness. Describing you and your girlfriend as a stranger, well, you gotta start somewhere, so I don't see this as an insult. She got Jeff's attention without even trying, I guess. This different approach places this track above the rest of the album. The drum splats, but everything else feels a little fresher as it breaks the muddled vibe of the album. Plus, Jeff might have complained about the old sound, but you can hardly tell thanks to the cello arrangements flowing in and out of this one. Sound effects on hit records are fairly common, but you wouldn't believe how finicky some producers are about getting just the right sound. Listen to this. For that simple sound effect, the producer searched first in London, then in Europe, and finally found what he wanted in New York City. Details coming up. Well, hey, this is Dr. Troy with my thoughts on Stranger in a Quiet Town, Stranger on a Quiet Street, whatever. I, I have to admit, this is another song that I completely forgot about until I listened to the album again, and... I've almost forgotten about it now. It's just, I don't hate the song. There's a few good ideas in this song that could have been executed better, but it just doesn't stick in my mind after I listen to it. And I don't really love it all that much either. It sounds like Jeff is trying to get a soul groove going again, which is fine. I think he did very well with Evil Woman, not so well with Sorrow About Fall. But with this song, I wish he would have maybe expanded on it a bit, made it a little more memorable. My favorite part about the song is, I don't know if you can call it a chorus because it's just one line, but when the tempo changes and stranger on quiet street, I love that part of the song. I wish Jeff had done more with that part of the song. I wish he would have expanded it into maybe a full chorus. It might have made the song better. And I love the fade out where the tempo kicks up again, but just stays in that mode. I really like that. 
I think Stranger on a Quiet Street would have been a good Jeff Lynn song, but not a good ELO song. And that's the way I feel about a lot of the material that has been released under the ELO moniker over the past 20 years. But overall, I just wasn't that impressed with the song. And if I say more, I'm going to tip my hand as to how I feel about the album as a whole, which I don't want to tell you about until we get to the Zoom bonus tracks episode. So... Anyway, it is what it is, kind of a so-so song. I'll talk to you next week. Great moments in electric light orchestra history. Well now, my story of Jeff Lynn's search for the perfect sound. Jeff Lynn is the leader of the Electric Light Orchestra, and two years ago when ELO was in a London studio recording Telephone Line, which became a top ten smash, Jeff was having a rough time finding the sound effect he wanted for the beginning of the song. It begins, as you probably remember, with a telephone ringing as it sounds from the caller's end of the line. Well, to get that sound, Jeff simply dialed a local London number but he didn't like it. They weren't the right kind of rings. So he tried long-distance calls to a few other British cities, and none of those was right. So then he started dialing around the European continent, France, Belgium, the Netherlands, West Germany, and Italy. But he didn't hear the ring he wanted. Now, are you getting the picture of how finicky Jeff Lynn is? He's obsessive about details. So then he tried an overseas call across the stormy Atlantic to New York City. And from the throat of Ma Bell came the perfect sound that Jeff Lynn was looking for. That song rang its way to number seven for ELO two years ago. So apparently Jeff Lynn knew what he was looking for. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? Hi guys, it's me, Princess of Gold. The song that we listened to today was Stranger on a Quiet Street, and I liked the song. And I'm wearing air slippers, which are way too big for me. <laughs> that act flappy, flap, 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 flap. Yay! Yay! I hated them off my feet. Bye! Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song by song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623 850 3375 at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 151, In My Own Time. No, 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 no,